Hello, good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Wherever you are out there on this bubble of ours, I am Tarkhan. Back with another podcast episode. Boy, you guys like these, and I haven't done one in a very long time, but I've been getting emails and requests to do more podcast episodes. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, I did take, I've been taking the summer off uh, from that and the YouTube channel. Um, I'm getting back into it slowly, getting my toes wet again, but I needed to step away for a bit and uh, take care of some other things and also go do some other things. Uh, but um, I am back and this is a new episode, and I do appreciate you guys uh, telling me you've missed me, and I appreciate that uh, you guys like this podcast. I'm not always aware that people listen to the podcast. People who watch the video uh, seem somewhat different from the people who listen to the podcast. The people who listen to the podcast have been informing me, you know, I like to hear your voice in my earbuds while I'm jogging or going to work or whatever it is they're doing. Um, you know, they don't want to be distracted by any visuals. Um, and I completely understand that sometimes these episodes, you know, uh, doing them is a little bit more stream of consciousness for me as opposed to the videos, because I'll be honest, sometimes staring into the camera can be a little distracting, even when you are the one, uh, recording and, uh, producing the content. Um, I do enjoy doing the videos and there will be more videos, but, um, I will make a switch. Or I should say not a switch completely, but really what I've been considering is changing the title of the podcast <clears throat> and moving a bit away from doing just Law of Attraction and Manifesting content for the podcast. I think the channel will remain that way, but um, I would like to hear your ideas. I want to incorporate more sort of broader subject matter. You know, I'm very interested in other things. I'm interested in near-death experiences. I'm interested in that whole idea of life after death and the soul. And I'm interested in things a little bit more, uh, I suppose, these days it's termed conspiratorial, although I don't really like that term. Um, something that used to be, you know, uh, considered, let's say, fringe stuff like UFOs and... Uh, Interesting things like that. But having said that, I do want to still continue. I will still continue to uh, uh, focus on um, law of attraction manifesting material here on the podcast. But I think I will, I will throw some other topics into the mix, which I think should make things a lot more interesting. Uh, certainly a lot more interesting for me because, like I said, I do like speaking about other topics as well. And I, the channel, the YouTube channel, Manifestation Lab over at YouTube will continue to be about manifesting and law of attraction. Uh, so please subscribe to that. Stay subscribed and also subscribe and stay and or stay subscribed to the podcast as well. Uh, because, you know... Um, Hopefully, we'll be bringing in uh, some guests, too, and things like that down the road. So I do have some plans for the podcast. Um, it's been a little bit of a struggle for me over time to come up with um, with an identity just for the podcast. I don't want it to just be another version of the YouTube channel in podcast form. I think there's something more that can be done here. Um, so anyway, 
I don't know when all that is coming down the pike, So, uh, but it is coming down the pike. Um, and when changes occur, I will announce them and I will speak to you about those. Um, so it should be exciting. All right. Now, let's get into it because I have an email from a viewer of the channel who had uh, something they wanted to ask me regarding their specific person. And by the way, before I get started on that, I want to say that this this is how I do the coaching. Uh, when you pay me for coaching, you will get an extensive response, recorded audio response to your story. You write me the story, what's on your mind, what's going on, and I give you a recording. Usually they're anywhere from two hours they could be more than two hours for sure, depending on how much I like to hear the sound of my own voice at the moment. Uh, but that is still available. So, you know, sometimes I will do these kind of freebies and they will be shorter than your coaching response will be. But if you are interested in coaching and you get an idea here, kind of how I handle that and, and uh, what it sounds like and what to expect. So this is a good way for you to get a taste of what a coaching quote session from me will be like. And I have been, I want to say this too real quick, I have been, you know, asked by people, why don't you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? I wish you would do live one-on-one -on -one coaching. Well, there's several reasons for that, that I don't do that. One of them, of course, is scheduling. It would be a nightmare. And I have other things going on in my life. So, um, I and I travel and I can't always be, um, you know, scheduling something uh, all the time and stick to that. Also, I have a lot of viewers and clients who are overseas. So with the time difference, things can get a little complicated. But that's more or less the practical reason I don't do it. The other reason I don't do it is because people tend to want to turn those into therapy sessions. And I am not a therapist. I am a law of attraction coach. And um, I, I want you to listen to what I have to say. And I find that when I'm speaking to people live one-on-one -on -one about what they're concerned about, and most of the time when people, of course, all the time, every time that people contact me for coaching, they're very concerned about something. You know, they're usually feeling very frustrated and desperate and all that kind of thing uh, and upset. And they want to just sort of blurb it all out. Well, I don't want to encourage that. Um, because, you know, I, I want, when you are, you know, able to write me your story, first of all, that's very cathartic. And people tell me that because I ask them to write an extensive, extensive uh, version of what the issue is and send it to me. And then I respond to that. And they usually say, well, that was very cathartic in itself. That was very therapeutic and calming in itself. So you kind of get all that out, um, just by doing that. But then I'm able to record something that you're then able to listen to in, in, in your quiet time and whenever you want, because that audio recording is yours forever. You can download it, you can listen to it anytime you want. And, um, and I think that uh, somebody, uh, you know, the clients are much more capable of absorbing the information. And oftentimes there'll be something that you might miss in the first listening, and then you go back and you catch something you didn't catch the first time. So each time that you listen to the recording, um, you know, you're going to be in a different state of mind and you're going to respond to things differently. You're going to listen or hear different things according to whatever sort of, um, you know, as we say, uh, frequency you're operating on in the moment that you're listening. So if you're very frustrated and you're listening to it, you're going to get a lot of frustration back out of it. 
if you're fe feeling calmer and then listening to, to the recording, you're going to f get a lot of more calming things out of it. Uh, you're going to listen more and you're going to hear more and you're going to absorb more. And the more you listen, the more you will absorb. So I think it's just a much better format, not just for me in the practical sense, but for you guys, for the clients uh, to really be able to absorb uh, the information that I'm giving them. Because sometimes, you know, this stuff is not always easy to explain in words. It's not always easy to explain in practical terms. Uh, a lot of it is very sort of esoteric and out there a little bit, you know, and you have to sort of be able to tune into it uh, on a frequency level, on an emotional level, to be able to really hear something that, that will stick with you in that moment. Um, so, and I think, so I think that, that it's much more beneficial for you guys as clients uh, uh, to receive your response in that format. And so that is the reason I don't do one-on-one. -on -one. Those are the reasons I don't do one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching. I just don't think it's a great format, to be honest with you. And I've, and I've tried it and I've observed other people doing it. And I've observed recordings that people have sent me with other coaches they have, uh, you know, did one-on-one -on -one sessions with. And I could see, and, and nothing against those people, they're great coaches. But I can see that the person, the client buying the session is just so wrapped up in what they want to talk about and their problems and all the things going wrong and all the things going wrong. That the, the, You know, if you do a session like that, you have maybe 45 minutes to an hour, whatever you're paying for. And you're using it all up talking about things you don't want, thinking about things you don't want to think about. And my, part of my job as a coach is to get you, move you away from that focus, is to move you towards thinking about what it is you do want. It's important to acknowledge what you don't want or what you feel is not going well in your life or in the direction that you would prefer it to be going in. It's important to use that as a platform to jump into the great unknown, into what is it I do want, right? So it serves no purpose to continually beat a dead horse. Uh, you know, it, it, it really, um, once you've determined, hey, I don't like being poor, I don't like being alone, I don't like this or that, I don't like having low energy, I don't like this or that. Uh, once you've determined that, that's when you make the switch. This is a big part of the manifesting process. That's when you make the switch to... What is it I do want? And, and oftentimes you'd be surprised how many people don't know what they want. Even when they come to me and go, I want my specific person, Tarkon. And I go, why? And this is one, of the, one of the things I might ask is, well, why do you want that? And, uh, you know, they, they never know or their answer is sort of, well, well, because, you know, they're great or something. But they don't really know what it is they want or why it is they want that thing. Um, they just think they'll be better, happier, feel better when they have it. And usually they don't because they're not going to the source of what it is that they're feeling they feel is missing in their lives. Um, but anyway, having said that, um, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's just important to learn to become clear about what it is that you want. And and the best way that the universe, life, whatever has given us to determine what it is that we want is to give us things that we don't want. They serve their purpose. The unwanted things, the quote negative things, serve their purpose for us, okay? Because they cause us to expand. They cause us to reach for more. And that is what drives evolution. That is what drives uh, growth, not just for us human beings, but for, for, for the animals, for the plants, for everything, for the universe. It's an ever-expanding universe. And we are part of it. We're in it, and all things are part of it. 
Uh, there's no separation between anything, really. You see, and it's that energy that we all are a part of that is always seeking to expand and grow. So it's like giving ourselves challenges so that we can understand where's, where is it we want to go next. Because we're never going to stay the same. It's all about change and, and transformation. And even when we speak about topics like life and death, it's all about change and transformation. There is always going to be existence. Things will always, you will always exist in one form or another, you see. And so using that, understanding that can make it a lot easier to determine where do I want to go next. Um, so it's important to, uh, to acknowledge the things that don't seem to be going right in your life, but not to dwell on them, to use them as the tools that they are, which is to help you determine where do I want to go now, you see. So when you do live one-on-one -on -one sessions, oftentimes that gets lost. And so that's another reason I don't like to do them. But so there's my, there are my reasons why I don't do live one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, you, you wanted to know. No, you didn't. I don't know. Some people have asked me. <laughs> I decided to tell you anyway. So if you are interested in coaching, go to manifestationlab.com. That's the website. And uh, you'll see services. You'll see a link for services or just manifestationlab.com forward slash services. Um, I may add more services to that. I think there are some email packages too. So if you don't want to pay for the, uh, live recording or the recording recorded audio response outright, there are other options, I believe I'll have to check. But again, um, changes are coming slowly, but, uh, you know, I'm, uh, there was a time f for a period this year, I've been pulled in a lot of different directions. So I'm pulling myself back from all those directions. <laughs> All right, having said all of that, let's get into this email from this, uh, this viewer slash listener. Hello, Tarkon. I would like to share my story. We'll do my best to make it short. Thank you. <laughs> of course, if you get coaching from me, it's okay to make it a little bit longer. But for the purposes of making these videos and podcast episodes based on your questions, yes. Um, I would also appreciate, I'm just saying, and this is not specifically to this viewer, but in general, I do like paragraphs. Uh, they make things a lot easier for me to read. Um, and, and then I have to go and sort of uh, copy and paste them into Microsoft Word and, uh, and make my own paragraph. Sometimes people just, you know, stream of consciousness and they uh, keep typing and typing and typing and typing. But paragraphs do make it a lot easier for me to read and digest uh, the information that you're giving me. So... <clears throat> Uh, this person continues. I went through trauma, molestation from ages 5 to 14. That's a lot of contrast. When I was 19, I met a guy and we dated for nine years who turned out to be a psychopath. We broke it off in 2016. After that relationship, I was not myself anymore. Basically an empty canvas or a living zombie. My entire identity just got vanished away or so I felt. My walls and my heart were closed closed when it comes to dating, but yet I was yearning to be loved. I met about three guys after my ex, but I wanted a deeper connection with them, but it just seemed to follow a pattern of being ghosted after sexual interactions until months after then. Then they pop up again as if nothing happened, being all sweet and stuff, and we get back closer, and again they go. I stopped messing around with anyone for about four years, and here comes my specific person. Somehow, he brought down my walls from my heart because he is the first to have treated me differently and with 
respect. So here's where I'm going to say something about that. And I want to say, I want to make this statement and say that your specific person did not break down your walls. You broke down your walls through the vessel, the symbol, the person of your specific person. And I say this again and again, and I'll keep saying it. The people in your life, the specific people, the exes, and all the people that you meet, all the people you have relationships with, be they romantic, sexual, otherwise just friendships, work relationships, whatever they are, these people come into your life to help you see some part of yourself that has grown in some way. They are not the ones that are making you happier or have made you happier. And this is where a lot of you get stuck on these specific people because you think they are the ones who gave me happiness. They are the ones who made my life better. No, you are, but you use them as a permission slip, as an excuse to make the life better because deep down inside, you still feel that you don't have the power to improve your own life. So you think other people have more power than you do to do that, but it's never the case. And it's fine to do that for a while, but as you continue down the path of being a deliberate creator, you'll recognize more and more that it's never the other people that are doing this for you. It's always you. And the other people are just stand-ins for you to do that. In other words, you're giving yourself permission slips. This is something that Bashar, uh, channeled by Daryl Anka, always talks about, that we give ourselves permission slips to change, to grow, to manifest. Because it's almost like by using these permission slips, quote-unquote, we are bypassing the filter of our conscious mind, which is always criticizing or trying to avoid change in some way. Even if that change will be good for us or better for us in the long run, it's afraid of change. So it thinks any kind of change is a threat. So you use these permission slips, people in this case, to come into your life as a way to bypass that process and to say, well, I'm not the one making myself happy because deep down inside, I believe I can't make myself happy. So I need other people to do it for me. But it's never the other people. It's always you. And so you had gone through all of this contrast, all of these challenges in your life and from a very young age where because of your experience uh, as a child uh, with the molestation, very likely you translated love to sexual activity. You equated that in your mind. And of course, it's not your fault. But these things, these things in our lives, these, these points of contrast, they also serve as springboards for us to move forward, to, to expand, to discover and rediscover our own power. You know, we are powerful beings, eternal beings, energetic conscious beings that come into a limited environment like this physical environment we're in, in a limited vessel like this body that we're in, in order to experience this contrast because we want to expand beyond ourselves. And the best way to do that as a spirit that knows everything and has everything is to put yourself through limitation and to then to through that limitation to use that limitation to rediscover your power and who you are and so as you progress through your life and you're 19 and you you are picking up on cues probably subconsciously from people that you've met these other partners your partner of nine years and not being 19 and then you know being with the same person for nine years i mean i don't think anyone does that anymore or very few people in our world do that anymore 
But that's a very young age to sort of have one person. And, and at 19, you really don't know who you are yet either, right? So, I, but, but probably, you know, what I'm thinking here is that uh, it, was, it was the idea that, well, I'm only loved through, through being sexually active or sexually used in this way. Um, and that equates to love. And I know a lot of people, and this is just based on what I've read, um, and some people I've spoken to over the years, that that's often uh, the case with victims of, of molestation, is that they, as adults, equate that being sexually exploited in some way to to love, right? Um, but the thing here is is that all of these things, all of these people, like I said, we use them as an excuse to further ourselves, but also we use them as an excuse to love ourselves. Um, and, and so many times, and I say this, and I know I, I get a lot of resistance for it because people say, well, Tarkon, you're saying I should just love myself, but I want to be loved by this person. I came here to your channel and to you because I want this specific person and this ex back in my life because I want to feel loved. And I say, you're only going to feel loved when you learn to love yourself. And then the love that you get from others will be a reflection of that. And it will be a deeper, more meaningful, more honest love. It will be a love that will respect you as well. Because until you learn to respect yourself, until you recognize, hey, I'm done with this. I'm done with this idea about myself, this, this victimhood. Uh, I'm not empowered idea that only other people can save me. Only other people can love me. Otherwise, I am not lovable. I need their proof. To show me that I am lovable and until you can get past that or I should say as soon as you get past that you're free from attracting people into your life who are not going to respect you who aren't going to stick around who are going to mistreat you and ghost you and use you and all that kind of stuff you won't be attracting the psychopaths because you'll understand what love really looks like what it really feels like because you're feeling it from yourself and so the more you do that, the more you learn to love and respect yourself and set your own boundaries and recognize that I, I don't need other people to love me in order to feel loved. You see, that's the trick. I don't need a pile of money in order to feel rich and wealthy and abundant. I can feel that way now. And then the pile of money comes as a byproduct of me feeling that way, of me aligning with that feeling. So you have to get to the point where you say, well, enough is enough. I'm going to love myself in this way and you said that you walled yourself off right i walled myself off uh, for you know however many years you said here you said you were an empty canvas and you likened that to being a living zombie but i want to say that an empty canvas is the best starting point it's the best new starting point to wipe the canvas to wipe the slate clean and say oh, i'm going to start again and it, usually what people do, though, in that moment when they feel I'm a blank canvas or I'm feeling like a living zombie and I'm walling myself from other people is that they think that this is somehow a problem. In other words, there's another, there's another kind of idea that if I'm single, I'm not good enough, that singlehood is bad. Being alone is bad. But that is the perfect time when you are single and you've made the decision to be because now you're not trusting people as much, but you've made the decision to be single for a while to use that as an opportunity to get in touch with yourself because you said I was yearning to be loved. But again, I really want to draw a point on this because this is very important. You were learning, yearning to be loved by yourself, not by others. And your inner being was kind of pushing you away from others in this moment, 
guiding you towards yourself more, to be a little bit for at least a while in solitude. But of course, your conscious mind, because of the way that we are trained in societies, that we, we must always be with other people, and people are so frightened of being single. And often that happens when they end relationships, they monkey branch right into the next relationship because they're so terrified of being alone because they think being alone somehow equates failure or that they're not good enough on their own. But that's the thing to, that you need to overcome here, that we all do, right? So use the moments when you are there's a reason you're pushing people away. And I, I understand that on the surface, the reason is the fact that you had been mistreated and that you um, are not trusting people anymore. But the other reason, the underlying reason is I need some time alone to discover myself. I'm yearning to be loved, but I'm yearning to be loved by myself. So I'm going to use this time now to work on that self-love, that self-image and that self-respect so that when I, when I then feel ready again to be around people, I'm going to be pickier I'm going to be more discerning for one thing, because now I respect myself. And when you respect yourself, you will be more discerning about the people you let into your life. You will begin to look for the signs and say, hmm, that guy might be a psychopath. These people, I don't know. I don't like their energy. It's not good enough for me. And I wish them well and let them go. But I deserve better because I now understand that I deserve better. You see? And once you do that, you will attract better people into your life. It'll just happen automatically. That's how the law of attraction works. You're attracting. You become the magnet. That means you become the point of energy, the point uh, of reference that you want to experience and feel in your life. I want to be loved. I will love myself, therefore. I want to be respected. I will respect myself, therefore. And, and from that starting point, that new starting point of how I'm looking at myself, other people will come in who will look at me that way as well. Oh, she deserves love. Oh, she deserves respect. So don't confuse being alone with some kind of failure or like you say, a living zombie. But look at it always as an opportunity to come deeper into yourself, to move deeper, closer to yourself um, and to your true self as a powerful creator, conscious being, eternal being, you see? You don't need other people to prove that you're lovable. And I stress this again and again, and I know I have to keep stressing it. I know it's a difficult concept for a lot of people to, to understand because they're trying to understand it with their conscious mind, their monkey brains. And their monkey brains are not designed to understand these deep concepts. It's when you think with your heart. That's when it really resonates, you see. So try to bypass your monkey mind any way that you can. And of course, that's why we use things like affirmations, etc., etc., is to try to bypass our monkey mind. Our monkey mind is not our enemy. It's not bad. It's trying to protect us. But I call it the monkey mind because it really is on that level of that, of that physical, animalistic uh, kind of brain that we have decided to um, meld with when we come into this uh, physical environment, this animal that we, we are not, but we identify so deeply with it. I am human. No, I am a spirit having a human experience. Uh, but the human functions in its way, you see. I come in to function through the filter of this human mind. So you, you learn to bypass. You know, when we learn to be manifestors and, and deliberate creators and we learn about law of attraction, the trick is to really use the monkey mind to your advantage, but also don't let it be the thing that has to figure everything out and do everything and make everything happen. That's when we run into trouble because creation comes from the visceral part of us, from the deeper part of us, the subconscious part of us, if you will, the spiritual part of us, the heart part. 
right? That's how you create, not with your mind, with your feelings, with your heart. But you've, you know, you, you've, through your contrasting experiences, you have sort of developed a self-image here that says I'm only lovable when I'm, I'm useful to somebody in a physical sense, in a sexual sense. And the telling part about that is that you would meet these guys. Like you said, I met three guys after my ex and I wanted a deeper connection with them. And they would ghost you after sexual interactions, but then they would come back months later and you would give them another shot. See, now a person that has sort of gone to the point of, well, I respect myself too much for that, would have never given those guys another shot, right? This is not to blame you. This is just to show that at this stage of what you're telling me, of your story, you're in the mindset of, well, I don't deserve better. I don't really deserve better because obviously I'm only good for this kind of physical uh, abuse or sec being sexually used by people. And so because I'm yearning so much to be loved, ultimately to be loved by myself, but, but really only seeing at this stage that I can only be loved or feel loved if other people are showing me love. Well, the only way that other people are showing me love is by using me sexually. So that must be love. So then because I want that so much, I, I will go back to those people, even though, even though I do know intellectually that this is, this is not something I want and I feel used by these people. Um, I'll go back to them and give them another chance because somewhere in the back of your mind, you think you can't do better. You think you cannot do better than them, at least at this very stage here of your story. Right? We'll get, we'll see what happens later. But, but, um, but I really want to point this out because so often when I see people send me these stories, I can see as an outside observer what's going on, and I can look between the lines because I'm not so wrapped up in 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 your drama here, in 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 your life here. But you are, and and so sometimes we get blinded to even our own words and the words we're choosing to use. And, but that's important, right? I was not myself anymore, but basically an empty canvas you wrote. But I mean, think about this. Think about what you're saying here. I was not myself anymore, which, was, which basically means I wasn't feeling that the person I had been up to that point is myself, really. I was no longer comfortable with that. And being that made me uncomfortable. And so that's your inner being reaching out to you saying, it's time now for the change. It's time now to use the contrast that you have experienced so far to your advantage in order to, as a springboard in order to grow, to jump into the next stage of your life, which is having a deeper understanding and respect for yourself and a deeper love for yourself. So we're going to clear the canvas. But because that felt so unusual to you, it felt like something bad, right? I'm going to isolate myself. And I don't feel like myself, meaning I don't feel comfortable being the person I've been so far. I want to be another person. So I'm going to clear the past. I'm going to clear the canvas, clean the slate, whatever the saying is, and I'm going to start again. But then because you didn't really have a plan or you didn't, you still had the idea that other people must love me in order for me to feel loved, you went right back to entertaining those kinds of people and attracting those kinds of people into your life. Again, I want to make sure that people understand I'm not blaming uh, the, uh, the author of this email or anybody out there. Uh, you know, people misconstrue this. They think, oh, you're saying it's my fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's never your fault. It's just how things have been up to then. It's just how you have interpreted it yourself or, or have worked within the limitations of uh, your knowledge about yourself or your knowledge about your power. 
We do these things by default. We don't do them deliberately. Um, it's not our fault that we attract negative people into our lives or negative situations into our lives. Again, uh, these situations, though, in turn cause us to reach for more every time because without them, we wouldn't be reaching for more. We'd constantly stay the same. And what happens to a shark when it stops moving? It dies. Right? Plants grow. Everything has to grow and change, and so do we. And we come here in order for, to have more meaningful and deeper and more impactful change as spiritual beings. Coming to earth, quote unquote, coming into this environment, is there's no better way in the spirit realm for us to grow than to have a, a human life experience full of contrast and joy and wonderful discoveries and rediscovering ourselves, forgetting who we are so that we can rediscover ourselves. There is no powerful, no more powerful engine for growth and change and evolution in the universe than that. That's why we do it. That's why we created this environment. So when you understand that and you say, well, now I want to be more deliberate in my creation, I want to attract things more deliberately, you have to break the wall, you have to break the mold of who you've been to that point. And if you're not going to do it by yourself, your inner being will do it for you because it sees that you want to change, but it sees that you don't know which steps to take or you're afraid to take certain steps. Sometimes it'll smack your butt just to get you moving. Sometimes you'll be offered more and more of the same situations even though you said, I want change, but what hasn't changed is the way you look at yourself. What hasn't changed is your essence, the way you're vibrating and showing up in the world. And so you keep attracting the same things. You can say until you're blue in the face, I want things to be different. But until you become different, meaning until you look at yourself differently than you did before, until you completely change your self-image, nothing will actually change. And that's why I always pull it back to Make sure that you understand how powerful you are and make sure that you learn to love and respect yourself and do whatever it takes to do that because that will make all the difference, especially when it comes to manifesting relationships. You don't need to change the other people. You don't need to change the world. The world doesn't need to change in order for you to have different results. You need to change because your world, the way you perceive it, is a mirror of your inner state of being and how you view yourself, how you view everything around you. Once that changes, the image and the reflection that comes back to you will change. It doesn't work the other way around. But because we've been taught that it does essentially be, have been taught not to embrace our power, not to use our power, but to always give our power up to others, to teachers, to family, to society, to governments, to everything around us but ourselves. And as deliberate creators, this is the job that we're doing here right now. We're learning to lean on ourselves. We're learning to love and respect ourselves. We're learning that we are the wizards and we have the power to change our lives and our experiences. We don't need to change the outside world. The outside world is, is there for us. It changes around us, not the other way around. And so that's what, what I see happening here in the first few paragraphs of your, of your email is that you are essentially yearning for change on a deep level here, but don't know how to go about it and, don't under, and you haven't changed your idea about yourself here because there's still that sense of I'm learn, yearning to be loved, but I don't believe that the love I give myself is in some way um, relevant only the love that others give me is relevant. And so far, I've learned only that the, the only reason or the only way 
other people will love me as if I let them use me sexually. If they use me sexually, then they disappear. And to you, it feels wrong, but then you give them another chance. Right? Until you finally put your foot down and you said, I stopped messing around with anyone for about four years. Again, now, now there's maybe not on a conscious level you said, well, I'm going to use the next four years to get in touch with myself. But that's what was happening on a subconscious level. That's what was happening uh, on, your, on a spiritual level, on a deeper level, that, that this whole time you've been reaching out to, for that kind of solitude so that you can use that time to get in touch with yourself, to learn to love and respect yourself, you see? And so... Again, then you met your specific person, and he brought down my walls. And that's how this whole rant of mine started. I want to bring it back to that. He did not break down your walls around your heart. You did. You used him as an excuse because you were now ready for that, you see. All right, let's continue. In 2020, we chatted for about two months, and we were about to have sex one night, but instead I turned it into foreplay until I was ready for us to have sex. After that, he ghosted me. I was so hurt by this and did mention to him that instead he could have just communicated with me rather than ghosting. Anyway, we somewhat became friends, acknowledging each other, each other's presence, but we never hang out. So I want to say something about that as well. It's good that you told him how you felt about that. That's part of being your own advocate as well, and that is also part of self-respect, self-love is that we don't put it up with any guff from people, no matter how much we might like them or want them or love them or whatever we think it is. In the end, it comes down to you really standing by what it is that you want. And so, in a sense, and we do this so often because, like I say, we fixate on one type of person and we think that this is the best person we've ever met, we're not going to ever do any better, which is based, of course, on subconscious beliefs that we've picked up through our lives. And in the end, it doesn't matter where we picked up the subconscious beliefs. I mean, we could dig into that if you wanted to. Maybe your parents or watching your parents' relationship growing up or or society or the media or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's usually just a, a whole bunch of those things together. But it doesn't really matter in the end. What matters is to recognize what your limiting beliefs are. And, and here in this sense, for instance, if I were to take a crack at it, I would say you, you don't have a, a very you don't have a, a very strong belief in yourself and your ability to create what it is you want. And on the other hand as well, you may not even know what it is that you want. If your past experiences have taught you that this is the best that it gets men who use you for sex and want nothing more, men who ghost you and disrespect you in that way, then part of you might think, well, that's as good as it gets because I haven't had any other experiences in my life. I haven't seen the other side, but maybe you have. Maybe you see it in your friends' relationships or you see it uh, in television and movies or whatever it is. So you know there's a possibility. Every possibility exists, you see. Every type of person and encounter, possible encounter, possible relationship exists already in that great big ether, right? The field of infinite possibilities. But if you can't get yourself to entertain the idea that, hey, I can do better than this, I can do better than this situation, then what you keep getting back is the same kind of situation. And part of what it is, is that you're signaling in a sense to the universe and to yourself, your inner being, I can't do better than this, which is why I have agreed to be friends with him now. 
So you did kind of stand up for yourself there a little bit. You told him, hey, that's not okay. But then you continue to be his friend and hang out with him, which is basically giving him no consequences. But it's also giving, in a sense, the universe no consequences, saying, that's okay. I'll have more of that, please. Thank you very much. But no, you don't want more of that. So what is it that you want instead? And you need to start beginning to imagine what the alternative could be like. In other words, it's important to recognize when you're going through contrast and when there are things that you don't like happening, it's important to acknowledge that, but only as a starting point, a launching pad for figuring out what it is you want next. Contrast comes in, challenges come in, unwanted things come in, and we look at them and we go, well, that sucks. I don't want that. That feels terrible. But see, what most of us do is we start owning that. We start wearing that. We start swimming around in it. We start becoming obsessed with it. We start becoming obsessed with the idea of we're thinking about it all the time. And Well, why did this happen? Why did that happen? And really, the only thing to do once you've acknowledged the thing, the contrast, is to say, well, what's, what's the opposite of this situation? What is it I really want? And then once you figure that out, right, well, the opposite of this situation would be somebody who respects me for me. Somebody who isn't going to try to jump in the sack with me right away, but maybe get to know me, loves me for who I am, and then we have a natural sexual interaction and relationship that feels much better to me. But that is also, that comes wrapped up in a relationship that I want, a mutually respectful, loving relationship. So then that's when you, where you put your focus, you see. And I know it's difficult. I know it's a tall order, but really think about this way. The things we think about the most, we think about them the most because it's become a habit for us to think about them. And it's become a habit for us to feel in the way that we feel when we think about them. You know, so many of us are out there, we're on, on, on Twitter and on this and on that, the other thing, and we're constantly arguing with each other over really mostly nonsense, let's face it. But people have become so enamored with the contrast so enamored with what is the things that they feel they can't change there's a certain kind of addiction to that you see so it's important to go okay this situation is not what i want but here's how i want it to be and now i'm going to act and feel and think and speak like somebody who has that who would i be if i had that situation that i that i desire now if I have the perfect partner and sit down and write it out, who is the perfect partner? And for all of you out there as well, I don't want you to necessarily sit down and write out who's your perfect partner and in terms of your specific person being that person. It can be your specific person. You can definitely manifest them back. But for most of you, I would say, why would you want to? Because I hear these stories all the time. People becoming ghosted, mistreated, disrespected. And then they go, well, I can't seem to do any better. I want to convince this person that I'm lovable. You have to convince yourself that you're lovable, not them. And once you get on that track, once you get on the track of saying, well, I'm not putting up with this anymore because I love and respect myself too much to put up with that anymore, that person will come in as well. But so many others will come in. You'll have options to choose from people who are going to treat you better the way that you know deep down inside that you deserve to be treated. So... In this situation, why are, we, why are we saying to him, hey, that wasn't okay, but let me hang out with you anyway because I'm not going to offer you any consequences for that. And I say this really, you know, in terms of people, but Tarkon, you say you can change the person. Yes, you can change the person. Yes, you can manifest a better version of them, but that's not the goal. The goal is to become a better version of yourself. 
so that the other version of of him and on all the other people in your life that come into your life will therefore be attracted, will be a match to who you have now become. It's not about changing them or the world. It's about changing yourself. That's it every single time. And then he will show up differently. But you may not want him anymore at that point. And that's perfectly all right. And I always say this. Once you get to that level, you'll go, you've been wanting this specific person or this ex back for so long, you'll go, you know what? What the hell was I thinking? That guy's an idiot. That girl doesn't respect me. This person doesn't respect me. And I deserve to be respected. And even if they come in now with this new thing or this new way of being, maybe I can do better. That's how you start to feel when you start loving yourself and respecting yourself and seeing yourself as a catch, building up your confidence, saying enough is enough. And I don't even care how long I'm alone or single because I can use that time to work on myself. I can use that time to get close to myself because that is the work that you do to get ahead in every area of your life. That's the only work. Not work on changing them, convincing them, changing yourself so that they might like you better, etc., etc., whatever it is that people do. You don't have to prove to anybody that you're worthy. You have to show yourself that you're worthy. And then you'll have options, you see. That's how that works. He would watch every single story I posted on WhatsApp. He doesn't miss a post. Three separate times he wanted us to hook up, but I just refused because I wanted more than a hookup. So this year, a month ago, he tried again to hook up. Well, I'm glad you refused. I'm glad you stood your ground here, right? And you see what's happening. Because you're standing your ground, he's sort of showing more interest. He's more interested. He's going, what's going on with her? Hmm. Could it be that she respects herself? That is attractive. When you, when you say, no, that's not good enough, it's, sometimes it's a negotiation, you see, with other people. They say, well, this is what I, what I have to offer. And you go, well, no, but I want this. And that's fine if you don't offer that. When and if you're ready to do that, then give, get in touch with me. But in the meantime, I'm going to go for what, I, what it is that I want, what I'm looking for. I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to work on, on really hammering out what it is that I want out of a relationship. I'm going to work on my self-image, my confidence, my self-love, my self-respect. By the time that that perfect partner comes in, I will be a perfect match to that. Well, in other words, the, the perfect partner will come in when you become a match to it, to, to what you really want, right? That's what I'm trying to say. But yeah, this, is, this part is good. I mean, I think that's a good thing, and you should continue to refuse it until you really get what it is that you want. And, and again, it's not about... It's not about it. This is not about manipulating him or anything like that, but it's about standing your ground. And that is also sending a message to the universe, to your inner being saying, well, this is something I won't be putting up with anymore. And life will test you. You'll get more of the same for a little while. And you just all you have to do when that happens is you just react differently to it than you would have before. And then suddenly those patterns that we seem to repeat all the time just kind of disappear and fade. And then you start to begin to see more and more uh, signs of what it is that you want coming into your experience. But you got to kind of stick with it. You have to really be consistent with it, right? Because in the end, what it comes down to is, like I said, being your own advocate, standing up for what it is that you want. And so many of us don't do that. And that's why we appear to suffer. I surely wanted to have uh, sexual fun this time <clears throat> and was hoping we can go further from there. We met and gave each other messages and fun the next day. He just ghosted me again, but he was still watching my stories on WhatsApp. I posted anything towards him. I posted anything towards him, but just more 
what I was doing in my life and funny cat videos, and a month after he had blocked me from WhatsApp, although I wasn't bombarding him with messages, because I know how annoying that is from personal experience. So that's good. <laughs> uh, so I refrained from doing that behavior. So to block me was a shock. I'm deeply hurt by what he did, but I do care and love him and would like something more with him. Why do you love him? Why do you love somebody that does that to you? This goes back to, and I'm going to just, I'm just going to say it and it may seem harsh, but it really needs to be said. And not just for you uh, writing this email, but for all of you listening out there and all of you who are always, I, I love them. I love them. I love them. How can I get them to want to be with me? Why do you love somebody that treats you this way? Because, again, you, can't, you don't think you can do better because there is a lack of understanding of respect for yourself and boundaries. And, and you were doing good when you said, well, this is what I want. I'm not interested in that thing. But then you go back to him because there's a part of you that thinks that you're not deserving of better than this. And on the other hand, probably, too, that you can somehow change him in some way. Again, do not try to change him. Get in touch with who it is that you are, what it is that you want, and start Training yourself to believe, which is true, that you are deserving of more than this. And if he is not able to offer more than that, then you're going to move on and, and attract somebody who is. If you get stuck on this one person, you're going to miss all the different possibilities that are out there. I'm going to just say it. And, and, and you're, you're locking onto this person because you think they're going to somehow make you happier and better. They won't. They can't. They're incapable of it. It's not their job to do it. It's yours. It's not your job to make them happy either or to make them feel better about themselves either. It works the other way around. When you start loving and respecting yourself, people start treating you like that. But if you're coming at it from a place of, I don't feel good about myself, I need somebody to validate me, then it's always going to be a struggle to try to get that because you're chasing this thing that you think you need that you actually already have. Deep inside you, you already have that self-respect, that self-love, that confidence that's going to make him want to come to you. But again, at that point, you might go, I don't want you. <laughs> I know what I want. And that's been nice. Thank you for all the fun and everything. But you know what? I don't want somebody that's going to behave like that. I don't want some little boy that's going to block me whenever he's butthurt or, or, or ghosts me or uses me whenever it, it suits him. I don't want that. I want something better. I deserve something better. And now that I've had this experience that I can see I don't want, now I can formulate out of that a much more clear understanding of what it is that I do prefer, that I do want. And now I can put my focus and attention on that because remember, it's like watering a garden. If you don't want weeds in your garden, don't water them. Don't keep watering them. Don't keep feeding them. Don't keep giving them sunlight. Feed and water the things that you want instead. Get clear about it. Make a list of your perfect partner and, and always start from the point of, well, I know that I have to first become happy and content in myself the very least, learn to love and respect myself and teach myself the truth that I am deserving of better. And then this person that I've be now become clear about will come into my life and you won't even think about all the other people. And it could be this person. It could be this person will then show up as a match to that. But, but don't try to make it that person. Try to allow that to be up to the universe to decide because it has a higher perspective than your ego mind does than your monkey mind does. You can only see so far down the road. Your higher self can see the whole picture and it's probably already got somebody picked out for you. 
that's so perfect and amazing. And I've experienced this. I've been in this situation, believe me, so many times. And then every time when I let go, that person will come back, often in a way that I prefer. But then I go, you know what? I don't know. I might want something different because it won't be just that person. It's always somebody else as well. And then that person becomes much more of a match to who I had become at that point. And I don't even think about the other person anymore, you see. And, and down the road, as you build better habits, better self-respecting habits, you start to become pickier. Not just about potential lovers, romantic partners, but also about friends, also about people that you might decide to work for. You become pickier. And when you do, people respect you more. And they treat you less in this way. Less like an object. Less like someone they can just whatever, you know, uh, call whenever or ignore whenever or ghost whenever. People will come into your experience to become to, as a match and as a reflection of how you are showing up to yourself in the world. That's it. And that's what we mean when we talk about law of attraction and manifesting. You become the thing, you have to become the thing that you want to attract. But in order to do that also, you have to be clear about what it is that you want to attract. But every time you go back to this guy, this yo-yo, and he's a yo-yo, you're reaffirming to the universe, oh, this is good enough. I can't do any better. Anyway, this is good enough, so I'll take some more, please. Please, may I have some more? And you've got to put your foot down and say, nope, sorry. And that's going to mean you don't have to block him. You don't have to be mean to him. You just take your attention away from him. And if he contacts you, you know what? For at least a little while, I would say just don't contact him back. Really take the time right now to look at yourself. Really build up your confidence and get clear about what it is you want. And then you can revisit this. And, and then allow it to happen in the way that it needs to happen. Allow whatever needs to come in as a match to that to come in. Because trust me, if you're in a position right now where you think you can't do any better, then you certainly can't envision or imagine even any of the possibilities that are out there that are available to you right now, this moment. And every moment. That once you make that switch in your mind to becoming someone who respects yourself more um, and and, you know, expects better things, better experiences, better people to come into her life, then you'll be so surprised by what is available to you. There are people waiting in the wings right now that you can't even imagine that are just the most amazing people that are going to come and love you. They're beautiful. They're sexy. They're smart. They're funny. They're all the things that you want. But you're not even aware that they're there yet because you're not on the frequency of being able to perceive them, you see, because you're still stuck with this guy, this clown, trying to keep him around because you think he might change. Again, he might change, but you have to change first. And waiting around for him to change is not being your own self-advocate. Being your own self-advocate right now is saying, you know what, you know what, my friend, uh, Mr. Clown, whatever his name is, um, it's been nice, we had a little sexy fun, or whatever it is, but I've told you before what, I, what I'm looking for. When you're uh, capable of offering that, and when you're capable of... of uh, communicating with me like an adult in a mature way and not block me like a little five-year-old and not ghost me whenever it's convenient for you or when you want to manipulate me in some way. When you're ready to grow up, then give me a call. But in the meantime, I'm going to go fully into the person that I am meant to be, this strong, self-confident person who knows what she wants and is not going to compromise on that 
and is going to focus fully in that and become a complete match to that. And then we'll see what happens. And if you're the one that comes back as a match to that, then wonderful. I'll look forward to that. But if, you, if it's somebody else, then it's somebody else. Sorry, Mr. Clown, but that's how it goes. Them's the ropes. And that's got to be your attitude. Your attitude needs to change from, I can't do any better. I'm going to go after people who abuse me or disrespect me, who gaslight me, who, who manipulate me, to the person that says, I am deserving of better. And I will have better, damn it. No matter what, I will have better. I'm a catch. I'm worthy of being treated the way that I feel I should be treated. That is being your own self-advocate. That is being self-loving and self-respectful, you see. And once you do that, you'll still have, like I said, sometimes when we change who we are and shift it fundamentally, life is still catching up. There's still res residuals from the old self. You'll still get similar situations coming in, but you'll, you'll, you have to stand your ground at that point and you'll react to them differently than you had reacted to them before. And then once you do that, boom, those old patterns clear out and it's time for the new things to come in that are now a match to who you have become, who the, all this contrast and these challenges, challenging experiences have caused you to become, you see, this is what I'm talking about. This is why we expand. This is how we expand and evolve and grow by going through these challenges. And even by going through things that we want, we attract things that we want. And then later we go, well, this doesn't feel good enough anymore. I want something else. All of the experiences in our lives cause us to expand and grow and evolve. There is no other way. That's why we're here. You see, we're ever expanding conscious beings and we expand through the life experiences that we collect. So, but it looks like you've done some of that. So you're right. When I, <clears throat> from when I met him, I had since worked on my self-confidence, good self-esteem, etc. So I have sure grown a lot from being broken to being, uh, to being and feeling alive again. However, there's always a, but right. I still have a journey to go when it comes to my growth. Sure. And, and that journey is lifelong and it, that journey doesn't stop when you transfer back, transition back into non-physical and you come back for another life. This is an ongoing process and it's good that it is. There's no real end game here. And that's another thing that we as human beings tend to think that there's some end game. There's always ever expansion and growth and evolution. It doesn't stop. But that's fun. Isn't that fun? I feel so frustrated with, <laughs> with the pattern of ghosting and how can it be changed? Well, I've, I've said you change yourself and you change uh, how you look at yourself and you put your foot down a little bit and you say, well, I'm not going to put up with that anymore. So I'm not going to go back to somebody who keeps doing that. Instead of trying to change him, I'm going to change myself. And he may, may very well change as a result of it or become some other version of himself that's a, a match to who I have become. But you have to become that person first. Right? Because here you go. Um, will he come back? What can I do? How can I change him? I want him to be my ideal partner. You have to be your ideal partner. You can't change him that way. You can't change him to be a match to what it is that you want so that you can then feel better and not do the work on yourself. Because that's really what you're saying here. But you got to do the work on yourself. And you need, to, you need to sort of let go and teach yourself to let go of the form that it has to be him. And I say this to all the people out there who want to manifest a specific person, manifest their ex back. It's never them. It's what you've made them 
represent in your in your mind you've made them a symbol of what it is you want and you think only if they show up that way can you then be happy and i say this over and over again it doesn't work that way you must show up happier first you must work on yourself on yourself love yourself respect your self-confidence and then they will show up as will many others as a match to that so right now leave that alone Stop trying to change him and, and stop trying to think that he's the only version, the only person that can bring this thing to you that, that it is that you want. You're the only person who can do that. So you're working on your self-confidence and your self-esteem. And I say continue to do that. And yes, it is a road. It is a process. And it goes on and on. And that's fine. And you are making progress. But then you turn around and I see this. But it's got to be him. So I know you're watching him. I feel frustrated. So you're thinking about it all the time. You're sitting around all day long going, why isn't it him? Why doesn't he show up in the way that I prefer? And of course, the more you do that, the more of the same you're going to get back. Because you're not focusing away from what it is that you don't want. And instead focusing on what it is you do want. You see, you need to, that's what you need to start doing. <clears throat> People do this. They say, well, I did my affirmations. But then nothing happened. So I know you did your affirmations and went right back to looking, checking your watch. Where is he? Or whatever it is, my visualizations or whatever it is. Well, I worked on my self-confidence, but where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Well, you're not, you're not pulling your focus away from that. You're still wrapped up in this idea of him being this thing, this, this savior of yours. Does somebody who treat you like this seem like a savior to you? Does that person seem like a hero to you? Does James Bond behave like this? Do all the heroes in the movies behave like this? Is this what, do they ghost people and manipulate them and then throw hissy fits and block them on, on social media and use them only for sex and when they're done, they dump them somewhere in a corner? Is this something that, that people that, who are a catch do? Is this how they behave? Why do you think that he is somehow this person that you want? If you loved and respected yourself, you, put up, well, you wouldn't put up with that bullshit. You'd say, no, you're not good enough for me. This behavior isn't good enough for me. I don't deserve this. I deserve better. Why would I even consider him as an option in my life? You need to start thinking of what does he have to offer you? That's what self-love comes down to and self-respect comes down to. What does this person have to offer me? I deserve the best. I'm a catch, damn it. And if this person doesn't show up as a match to that, well, then you know what? They're not good enough for me. I'm not going to give them another thought or the time of day for that matter. I'm going to go for what it is I want. I'm going to focus on what it is I want. I'm going to make lists about that. Who's my ideal partner? I'm going to write that down to the last detail. I'm going to read it every day. And I'm only going to look out for those things and those kinds of people. And in the meantime, I will continue to do the work on myself, the self-confidence, the self-esteem. But I will not just go back to going, well, where is he? Why isn't he here? Why doesn't he love me? Why doesn't he treat me the way that I want him to treat you? That's on him at this point. You need to just focus on who and becoming the person that attracts the ideal partner. You see, that's what it comes down to. You have to become the magnet for the things that you want to attract. That's how law of attraction works. My friends are suggesting I go on dates to move on with my life. Yes, <laughs> your friends are right. It sounds like you have some good friends there. They're correct. And, and not to move on in the sense of, I don't want you to think you have to give up on this person or that that's what I'm saying. You have to give up on, on being enamored with who they are now, how they're showing up now. You have to give up on that. Yes. 
You have to give up on trying to get them to change and mold to what it is that you want without you making the changes first to become a match to the version of them, the ideal version of them, or anybody that it is that you want, right? So it's not about giving up on them, moving on in terms of that, but it is about moving on right now, and you should be meeting other people. You should be going out there meeting guys who are going to treat you different so that also you give yourself the, a picture of that that's possible, that there are people out there who are going to treat you the way who are, who are better, more respectful of you. But again, the more you do the work on yourself, the more of those kinds of people and that kind of behavior you're going to attract. You'll meet more people who are respectful of you, who love you, who respect your boundaries, right? Who don't treat you in this way. I'm going to use her and then ghost her and then I'm going to dump her off social media. What is that? Somebody who loves themselves and has, has that confidence isn't going to put up with that guff. They just won't. And that's who you need to become here. So yes, play the field. Have fun. But again, I always say this to people. Don't go on dates with the idea of, I'm going on a date so that I can find the thing that I feel I need to be happy. No, go on dates to have fun. Be in the moment. That's it. And everything else will work itself out, you see. Don't be so quick to get away from where it is you are right now. Where you are right now is just fine. And that's another thing that we talk about when we practice gratitude and appreciation. The, the idea of practicing that is to become okay with where you are now, is to be able to see that where you are right now is the perfect place for you to be, that you have all these things going for you right now, that there isn't some other thing that you need to constantly chase in order to be happy because until you become happy in yourself, until you really become self-confident, you're always going to be chasing this thing <laughs> that's going to keep running from you. Because you, you feel you need to chase it. You feel you're not deserving of it. You feel you need, to, you need to lock it down and grab it and get on top of it. But you don't. you don't. There's nothing you need to get away from right now. There's nothing you need to push for. You just need to allow the things that you want to come in. And allowing them to come in is, is to stop pushing for them to come in, you see. And if you're going out on dates with other people, you're having fun. And if that's all you have in your mind, then you're just living your best life. And then more people will want to be a part of your life because they'll see that, oh, look at her. She's happy. She's happy-go-lucky. She's living in the moment. She seems to have a lot of self-confidence. She seems to love herself. I want some of that. I want to be around her. That's what's going to happen because those are attractive qualities for people, you see. That, that's what attracts people when you're just about you and you're being your best self and you're just living your best life in the moment, having fun, going out. Go out on dates, for God's sakes. Go, go dancing, go have dinner, go hang out, meet, meet a bunch of guys and meet a bunch of friends and, and, do, and, and do that and live in the moment and enjoy your life. And don't worry so much about getting away from where it is you are right now. You don't need to be doing that because that's what brings us difficulty. We're the ones who bring us the difficulty. Everything you want is already out there for you. It's ready for you to receive, but you have to be in the receptive mode. And when you're pushing, pushing, thinking about how you want things to be different all the time, that's the opposite of being in the receptive mode. Right, so <clears throat> I'm so exhausted of it. Well, but you're exhausted because you've given so much energy into pushing for something uh, trying to get away from where you are. That's exhausting. That's wasting a lot of energy. What can I do? Well, just like I said, live your life right now. Keep working on your self-confidence. All right? Keep, uh, keep working on your self-esteem. Keep working on your self-love. And be, learn to be in the moment. And, and be clear about what it is you want. But then go out and live your life and have fun. That's it. It's really easy. 
I don't even need an hour-long podcast episode, really. I could just say that and be done. It would be a five-second message. But, of course, I want to, you know, explain things a little more deeper. So that is what you do. So thank you for your email. I do appreciate it. And, of course, if you have a question for me, then you can email me at manifestation.lab at gmail.com. It's not a guarantee that I will read your email, so don't be disappointed if I don't. But if you want um, definite attention on your issue, then you can get some coaching for me. And again, you can find that that information at manifestationlab.com under services, and um, you see what I currently offer in terms of coaching. Um, and otherwise, check into my YouTube channel if you don't know that exists, Manifestation Lab on YouTube. Um, there'll be more videos up soon. Um, Sometimes I take lengthy breaks because I have to also kind of do other things in my life and and uh, and also go off in my corner and you know uh, figure out what it is that I want and sometimes you got to step away and take a break but um, getting back into it uh, and uh, so stay up stay tuned for more content coming up soon I am Tarkhan thank you for listening until next time all the best happy manifesting and bye bye.